0: This is the Primal Ryan Podcast, and I'm Ryan Parnum, and I am passionate about helping average, everyday adults achieve great health. The ideas, opinions, and topics discussed in this podcast are mine and my own. None of what I say constitutes as medical advice. Please get clearance from your medical provider before embarking on any sort of nutritional or exercise program. What's up everybody? This is Ryan Parnum and this is the Primal Ryan podcast. Uh it's been a little bit of a um, little bit of time since I posted a podcast. I uh I've been, you know, busy and out of town. I did uh, the bikepacking trip. If any of you follow me on my uh, social media pages, you'll you'll have seen uh some pictures and uh, and I did a, a blog post on it on primalrion.com And that was an amazing experience. I might do a separate podcast on that at some point in time. Last week, my family and I were down in Florida visiting my in-laws. Um, didn't really have a opportunity to do any recording down there. So, uh, glad to get back at it. Um, before we get into the, the episode today, um, You know, most of you probably know, but some of you may not know that I do a private one-on-one coaching uh, for men. And, uh, you know, getting into the the fall and winter here, my schedule has opened up a lot. So if any of you all are interested in um, working with me one-on-one, reach out to me on social media. If you have my my cell number, feel free to text me, email me. uh, health coach at gmail.com. Uh, and we can talk. What it, what it looks like is, uh, it's a three month program. It's kind of my basic, my basic program. Uh, we will do, uh, one-on-one consultation where I learn all about you. Uh, what are your goals? What are your barriers? And then we'll come up with, uh, with some goals and come up with a plan. And it's, uh, you know, it's a, it's set up to, to set you up for success and to set you up for a long-term, sustainable, uh, great health, okay? It's not a, a crash diet sort of thing. It's not a crazy extreme workout sort of thing, all right? It's, this program is designed for average, busy guys who are husbands, fathers, full-time workers, you know, busy guys, average guys like yourself. Um, this isn't designed for the... You know the the genetic freak who has all this time on his hands. It's not designed for a a twenty year old, you know, kid who's single and sleeps ten hours a night. It's designed for the you know a thirty five, forty, fifty, sixty year old, you know, guy who's who's busy and just trying to navigate life and come up with a sustainable plan. So i I've got several clients right now. A couple of new ones started a couple of weeks ago. Uh, one guy's you know three weeks in. He's learning how to eat well, learning how to exercise. He's shed like 19 pounds already. It's, it's ridiculous. And it's not just about the weight loss, of course, but it's just amazing what your body does when you start, you know, giving it what it needs. Okay. Your body knows how to be healthy. You just got to know how to, um, how to, how to give it the, the, the nutrition it needs, the, uh, the movement it needs, the, the sleep it needs, and all these different these different things. And, and your body takes care of the rest. So anyhow, reach out to me if you're interested in that today. uh, want to talk a little bit about keto diet. Um, it's, it's come back up to me recently, just people reaching out, asking about it. Um, it was like, it's still popular, but it was like all the rage probably, you know, I don't know, five years ago or something like that is when it really, really was was um, making headlines and and everybody was talking about it. So, but it's still very popular and, and people are still doing it. So, but a lot of people don't really understand it. So, let's let's dive in a bit. I'm sipping my coffee here. It's early. Um. So, what is the keto diet? Well, let's back up a little bit, and I've talked about this in my other. Podcast a bit about uh, the truth about carbs, but um, basically, um, the the two things that our body can primarily use for fuel from a nutrition standpoint are fat and carbs. Okay, those are the energy sources. Um, most Americans, most Western civilizations are carb dependent we eat carbs for the most part we collectively from the time we get up till the time we go to bed okay our body stores carbohydrates in our liver and our muscles most of it's in our muscles and in the form of glycogen all right so most if you if you think of it like this like um it's a lot of energy and carbohydrates stored in our muscle and liver, and it only holds so much you know you, you know you could estimate you know three hundred and fifty to five hundred grams of carbohydrates are stored in our muscle and liver, and once those stores are full, anything excess is going to get stored primarily as as body fat or even worse, the visceral fat, the stuff around your organ it's kind of around your organs, like your liver and um heart and 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 the visceral fat is 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 associated with a lot of inflammation and and health problems, so it's kind of like if your car is the gas tank is full it 's got all the all the energy it needs, but if you stand there at, at the pump and keep squeezing the 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 nozzle, well, the gas tank's going to start overflowing if it doesn 't need any more gas okay that 's kind of like the the stored carbohydrates in the muscle. Except for the difference with our bodies opposed to a car, our bodies are much more complicated. If you're standing at the gas station doing that, it's just gonna spill out all over the place. But with our bodies, the excess of carbs and and calories gets stored as for energy for later, right? But it gets stored as as subcutaneous fat and visceral fat. So um and then you know when we when we consume carbohydrates, um Our body produces, our pancreas produces insulin, okay? Because it wants to keep our blood sugar at a safe, consistent level. And um, it will do that for many, many years without a problem, even if we're eating garbage, all right? But that over time, if you're constantly eating high-carb, you know, refined crap, not exercising and all that stuff, um, your body's going to crank out insulin, crank out insulin, and actually, an elevated fasting insulin level is the, one of the first early indicators of um, the development of metabolic syndrome or, or you know pre type two diabetes. Um, then over time you you become insulin resistant your 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 insulin receptors no longer can uh, um, take the, the insulin and bring your, your blood sugar down and, or your pancreas starts producing less insulin over time. So that's the problem with modern society. We over consume carbohydrates, our carbohydrate stores are full, and then we keep pounding them. And then we develop these metabolic syndromes and, and, and diabetes. So, um, so that's the, the, the carbohydrate source of energy for our body. The other source of body or, or energy for our body is, um, is, is fat, okay? Um, and that can be dietary fat and or our own body fat stores. So we have tens of thousands of calories stored in our body um, in, the, in the form of fat. So even, the, even a lean person has, has thousands and thousands of thousands of stored calories. Because um, nobody has a zero percent body fat, right somebody who 's lean that has ten percent body fat that means ten percent of their body weight is 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 fat and that 's a lot of stored energy so if we restrict carbohydrates okay when we 're eating a lot of carbohydrates our bodies it 's very easy to use carbohydrates for energy, so we very rarely tap into our own body fat. but if we start restricting carbohydrates such as a low carb or keto diet then our body says, all right, well, I'm not having that energy substrate. So now I got to make energy from something else. So it starts using uh, body fat. Um, and it takes that fat into the liver and converts it into something called beta-hydroxybutyrate. And that is used for um, for energy to run our, our brain, because our brain cannot survive without um, glucose, basically. So um, if, you, if your glucose level in your blood dropped to, to zero, you would die within minutes. So our bodies, of course, have uh, developed over time to, to not die, right? So, um, so our bodies are very, very smart and capable. And if you take away carbohydrates, you can easily use your own stored body fat for fuel. Um, in fact, this is probably our default mode our default mechanism because you know prehistoric times there wasn't gobs and gobs and gobs of of carbohydrates available you know prior to the agricultural revolution and such so our bodies would have had to have been in ketosis uh quite a bit so in being in ketosis keto is a physiological state i don't i don't like the term keto diet and all that because it's it doesn't people don't understand what that means. So ketosis is a physiological state, is when your body has the ability to burn and use fat for fuel, okay? You've restricted carbohydrates, and now you're turning fat into beta-hydroxybutyrate in your liver and using that for fuel. That is ketosis, okay? So a keto diet doesn't tell you whether or not you're in ketosis. Keto diets in my opinion is just kind of a fancy term for a, a low carb diet. The only way to truly know if you're in ketosis is if you're actually checking it um using you checking your urine or checking your blood, which, you know, 95% of people are are not going to do that. So so low carb keto diets, very low carb keto diets. Why do they work? Well, they work because for a variety of reasons. Anytime somebody goes on to into a diet or on a diet, right, they're making some decision to try to eat healthier. So oftentimes the case is somebody's eating a standard American diet and they're gonna go keto, right? So they they get rid of all the refined carbohydrates, they stop drinking soda, they're not eating ice cream before bed, all these different things. So they go into a calorie deficit. Okay, so consuming less calories than what you eat helps with weight loss. So, you know, right out of the gate, they're trying to clean up some things. So it doesn't matter what diet they choose, right? Keto or whatever else. Like they're they're making this decision to eat healthier. So then they um, are eating less calories than what they were consuming before. So they lose weight. Maybe they attribute it to keto, but it's primarily due to the calorie deficit. Okay, that's, that's one, one part of it. The other big thing um, is just the um, the breaking that carbohydrate addiction, all right? Most Americans are, are addicted to carbs. So when they remove those carbs, um, not only are they eating less, but they're not holding on to as much water. So for every gram of carb you eat, you hold on to around four grams of water. Carbohydrate, that's where the name comes from. So... People go from eating a standard American high carb diet, and they, um, they they suddenly cut carbs down. Well, they're gonna lose sometimes a lot of weight those first couple of weeks, and you know, not to to burst your bubble, but most of that weight, especially those first couple of weeks, I mean, there's people that'll lose you know ten, fifteen, twenty pounds sometimes, depending on the situation. Most of that's gonna be water. It's gonna be water loss from the restriction of of carbohydrates. The other thing that keto diets can do is regulate appetite and hunger. Leptin and ghrelin are these hormones that control appetite and hunger. That's one reason these diets work well, because when you go low-carb and you adjust to it, um, it really uh, regulates uh, your appetite and your satiety. So people, in turn, eat less, and they, they, they um, are satiated um, sooner than somebody who's eating a you know, highly refined, cruddy, standard American diet. So the appetite control, the satiety index is, is much, much better. Um, and then uh, oftentimes people are eating more protein when they're on a keto diet. A true keto diet, though, is actually very low protein, um, which I particularly don't don't promote that because you know where i stand if you listen to me like optimizing protein strength training and that is 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 vital to aging well and staying functional so a true keto diet that was developed for medical purposes because the keto diet was first discovered you know over a century ago to treat seizures <laughs> In, in children, that's a whole nother another story. But a true ketosis diet where you get into ketosis, you can't have too much protein because the, the body can turn protein into glucose as well. It's called gluconeogenesis. That's I'm not gonna get into that whole thing. But so a true keto diet, you really can't consume too much protein because that can knock you out of ketosis, okay? But that's the kind of stuff I just it just bugs me. Like it's 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 like um splitting hairs or whatever. So there's really no reason, in my opinion, for the average person to get obsessed about being in ketosis. They shouldn't be chasing the ketosis, the state of ketosis. And if you want to do a lower carb diet and teach your body the ability to be metabolically flexible, meaning you can burn either glucose or burn fat for energy, that's that's the goal here. That's a good that's a sign of good health. That's a sign of breaking that carb addiction. Um, and, and there's nothing wrong with that, but you definitely don't want to like be chasing ketones and having to drop protein real low. So you get into ketosis. Can there be some short term therapeutic benefits to a short, you know, to like a a brief stint of a keto diet? Yeah, I think so. I mean, there's, there's some studies that suggested it can improve, um, you know, decrease brain fog and, and, and make you mentally sharper and all these different things, but I think long term there's no reason to be in a in a in a ketogenic state by any by any means so um what does it look like? How many grams of carbs a day does it does it take to to be keto you know in terms of the general term keto? That's a good question, so if you're super active and and burning a lot of calories in that, you know, people can get into ketosis on 100 grams of carbs a day, maybe even 150 grams of carbs a day if you're extremely active. Um, But for most people, for all intents and purposes, it's likely going to be well under 100 grams a day and probably more like uh, 50 grams a day or less. I would say 50 grams a day of carbs or less is kind of the standard sort of keto slash true very low carb diet approach. And like I said before, it works well. It controls appetite and hunger. Um, you want to make sure you you eat enough protein. I think the very low carbohydrate and, and, and high protein, I don't like using the term high protein. I call it optimal protein. Um, so very low carb, optimizing protein, and then kind of moderate fat intake. A true ketogenic diet is very, very high fat intake, um, which I'm not a, also, I'm not a huge fan of that just because it's easy to get carried away with that. Um, all the, A lot of these people that do keto, they get all geeked out on all these, these keto fat bombs and stuff because, um, you know, if you're very, very low carb and you're using fat for energy, that can either come from your stored body fat or it can come from your diet. And a lot of these people get geeked out about, you know, really get, getting into ketosis, um, but they do it from a means from from consuming exogenous or, or outside fat, um, to, to, uh, like medium chain triglycerides are easily converted into, um, beta hydroxybutyrate in the liver. So they consume these, you know, they put butter in their coffee and use MCT oils and all this stuff. And, you know, I'm not like, against like trying that stuff once in a while, or maybe doing like a a week or two at a time where you do that. Um, but I I just don't think it's probably good long-term to be consuming excessive amounts of fat. I mean, excessive amounts of fat can all, you know, if you're, if you're going overboard, if you're not careful, um, with calorie intake, you know, fat contains nine calories per gram compared to protein and carbs or four calories per gram. So a lot of these people that do keto that end up kind of stalling on their progress or even gaining weight is because they're consuming ridiculous amounts of fat. They're, they're taking in all these like MCT oils, um, you know, in their, in their coffee or whatever, they're eating tons of bacon and butter and cheese and, um, you know, uh, and and then they wonder and they these keto snacks too, right? There's all these companies that make these keto snacks, which are mostly garbage. You know, they're made in some factory somewhere. Um, so there, so there's a dirty. I call it dirty keto, right? There, are massive amounts of fat. All these keto products and this and that, and it's just not a healthy, long term, sustainable way to to eat. I think if you're gonna do low carb keto, it, it should look just like. Basically, how I otherwise recommend eating, you're basing your your meals off of quality protein, quality animal protein. Um, you know, steak, uh, eggs, um, good dairy products, some chicken, some pork that those sorts of things, um, and then you know, vegetables, whatever ones you like. Healthy fats, healthy fats are, are should be part of any diet. You know, some olive oil, uh, avocados. Um and, and then from there, obviously this is where the carbohydrates differ. So even on a low carb keto diet, you can have a few carbohydrates from like berries and that. Um but uh so if you're gonna do keto, low carb, under fifty grams a day, you wanna do it sensibly. You wanna make sure that you're eating whole real foods, um, that you're avoiding, you know, Excessive keto snacks and fat bombs, and adding all these different oils and this and that. Um, and if you can, if you can do that, um, that's great. That's going to be that's going to be good for you as long as you feel good. If you're a high performing athlete and you're doing a lot of um, endurance stuff or high intensity stuff, you know, you might, you probably will need some carbs. I know for myself, I've done stints of very low carb and. I can do it, but when it comes to doing strength training or high intensity exercise, I just I need some carbohydrates because low intensity stuff, so really low intensity cardio, is called aerobic exercise. It means it's u- utilizing you know, like fatty acids and that. Okay, so you don't need you don't need as much carbs for relatively short term activities. So you can get away with with lower carb, lower intensity exercise. But once you get into strength training. Um, high intensity stuff, anything that involves sprinting, getting the heart rate up there, people as a whole typically do better having some more carbohydrates in their diet and you know I, know I know there's exceptions to the rule and there's people out there probably thriving on very low carb diets who are able to do high intense exercise and strength training, but they're probably not not the norm so um, taking all these things into consideration right if you're just a, if you're an average American who really doesn't work out and don't do much strength training you're just looking for like a a tool to manage appetite hunger calories this and that then the really low carb stuff works really well it really does Um, if you're someone like myself who's very active relatively lean you know I, i i dose my carbohydrates based off of my um my activity um the days i'm more active i eat more carbs the days i'm less active i eat less carbs easy um, sometimes I'll do, if I've been on vacation and I've overindulged a bit, I may do a low carb stint after I get back for five to seven days. And that makes me feel better. helps get the water weight off and kind of gets me back on track, mental clarity and all that. So I, I, I see low carb and keto as a tool for a lot of people. For other people, it, it's a long-term thing that helps them manage calories, helps them manage appetite and hunger and and uh, kind of keeps them on, on track. So um, long story short, like like I say, with everything that's very individual, um, you can't just extrapolate the stuff you know, across the board. I do think it, if you're going to do low-carb keto, you do it from a healthy perspective, like I said, based off of whole foods and still hitting your protein goal. Um, and then pay attention to how your body feels do take into into mind that if you're going from your standard American diet into a low carb uh, keto approach, you may want to transition into that. Like if you're normally eating 300 grams of carbs a day, maybe drop that to 150 for a week and then 100 for a week and then down to 50. Otherwise, you're going to crash. You're going to feel terrible. There's a thing called the keto flu as your body's like basically freaking out because it's not getting the carbohydrates it's used to, and you feel like garbage. You feel like you have the flu. You have no energy. You're, um, you know, you're fuzzy thinking, and you just feel like crud. Some people feel kind of depressed and lethargic, and all these things. It's a legit thing called the keto flu. It goes away. Some people it's five to seven days. Some people people it may last you know ten to fourteen days. But if you kind of gradually taper down the carbs um, over a few weeks, it works, works better that way. So, um, the, the, the moral of the story is eat real food, optimize protein, that part of it never changes. Um, carbohydrates, that's what can be played with a little bit, depending on, um, you know, if you're significantly overweight, not very active, I think low carbohydrate, um, approach works, works really, really well. Um, what's interesting. So of the three macro, macronutrients fat, protein, and carbohydrates, the only one that is non-essential that you could live the rest of your life on without ever consuming again, are carbohydrates. So your body does not have to have carbohydrates to survive. It needs protein and it needs fat. Those two are non-negotiable, but carbohydrates, you can eat zero carbohydrates and live to be a hundred years old. Um, you may not, perform the best and all those sorts of things. But um, it's not the carbohydrates are not essential. So you're not going to hurt yourself by cutting them out. Okay, you go too low on fat, that's going to mess up your hormones. And so much your body needs healthy fats in order to survive your your nerve pathways and all these different things. Too low a protein, obviously, you're going to be malnourished. um, You're not going to repair, you're not going to build muscle, you're going to be low on iron, zinc. Uh, 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 vitamin b12 all these different things but you cut out carbohydrates you can survive a long time um, and even thrive sometimes for, for some people so anyhow hope this was helpful and if you have any other additional questions please uh, reach out to me on social media or email me or whatever and thank you so much for listening Oh yeah, one last thing. If you could go on whatever podcast platform you listen to, Apple, Spotify, Anchor, and uh, give me a five-star review and subscribe to my podcast, I would truly appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Primal Ryan podcast. For more information, check out primalryan.com.